Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to DC. Today, Scott Jackson here with you today as we get you ready for week eight of the NFL Colts and the Commanders coming up on Sunday. A chance for the Commanders to get back to 500. We got Commanders news galore this morning uh, coming out as well, including uh, some updates on Chase Young that we'll get to. Obviously, uh, a pretty important player in this franchise. Right now, is supposed to make the return today, but apparently that has been put on pause for now. Uh, J.P. Finley across the hall uh, reporting this earlier from NBC Sports uh, Washington that uh, the team has decided to wait and let him get another opinion on his knee. So, and they're saying it's not a setback, mind you, not a setback. However, um, we'll probably get more information when Jack Del Rio addresses the team coming up uh, later on today, or addresses the you know, the media, I should say, after practice today because uh, Ron Rivera is not in practice today uh, because there is something going on with his mother. Obviously, uh, she lives on the West Coast, so he's in California tending to that. And uh, thoughts and prayers with the Rivera family. Certainly hate to see uh, anything going on like that for sure. But uh, the Chase Young part of this today will obviously have maybe some more information or maybe not. <laughs> it is Jack Del Rio talking, by the way, today, not Ron Rivera. So we'll see if they give it any real information. But apparently uh, from what uh, JP uh, tweeted about three hours ago, since there's no setback, they just don't expect to start the clock today, which, you know, again, the 21 days start once Chase Young is back on the practice field. Look, there's no chance he's playing this weekend. They're not going to return him on AstroTurf or FieldTurf or whatever you want to call it in Indianapolis. So I'm not surprised by that part of it. So maybe they feel like, hey, we'll kick the can down the road, if you will, um, another week and be cautious, get this other doctor's opinion. I don't know if it is a setback or not. I don't know if the sky is falling. Uh, you know, I'll let the rooster deal with that. But, yeah, it, it's interesting, you know, maybe not the most encouraging thing. But, you know, I, I'm all for – because I've lived through this here in the past with not just this team but with all teams, this whole, you know, rush to get guys back on the field and how it usually ends poorly. Um, not everybody's Adrian Peterson in this world. I think we all understand that. And, by the way, Chase Young was injured in November of last year. I mean, in November when the injury took place against the Buccaneers. So I believe the date is 
either on or right around when they would play the Eagles on Monday Night Football, it would be one year. And, again, it's not just his knee. It's not just a clean scope. They had to move a ligament from the other knee um, to the damaged knee. So it was more to it than that. And you could also say, hey, yeah, well, you know, Logan Thomas was ready to play the season. He had an he had ACL as well, but he had a different kind of injury. You know, by the way, he's already had a setback. You know, whether they say it's related or not, I mean, whenever you have – you know, injuries that are coming back from injury, you always have to wonder if it's a compensation thing, you know, what or what what it is. So if they want to be smart with this player, I'm fine with it. The offense the defensive line's playing really well right now. I mean the defense line's playing really well right now. Uh, they are certainly the strength of this football team. So I'm okay with it. Uh, if they want to be smart with it. And we'll see if it's a setback or not. And they may probably wouldn't tell us if there was. You know. <laughs> you know, let's be real. They they're not uh, obligated to tell. If they don't want to. So we'll find out, obviously, over these next few weeks. But if he is back for the better part of the schedule later in the year, you know, when they actually win games on the consistent, which is, you know, November on, although they hate this one, the game in October, hooray, uh, actually won two games in October. Maybe he can win a third game in October, which would be a flipping of the script, obviously, from years past, from yesteryears uh, of kind of the pattern. But when you look at, the again, the schedule uh, after the Colts, you've got – you know, the Kirk return, you got at the Eagles on Monday night, at the Texans, Falcons, and back at home, and then the two Giant games, uh, you know, like the start of December, which is so strange, with a bye week in there. So, it's a lot of football to be played. Uh, you know, if you can get Chase back on the field then, and when he's completely ready to go, and he can stay on the field, most importantly, uh, I'm all for that. So, that's, uh, we'll hopefully get more in the next hour when Ron, excuse me, when Jack Del Rio speaks today. Not Ron Rivera, who is, again, not with the team. Uh, I have something going on with his mother uh, headed out on the West Coast. All right, Scott Abraham will be with us at 1230. I was going to talk to Scott a lot about, you know, being in the locker room after that game on Sunday and, you know, about, uh, again, this team and the way they respond to the backup quarterback, Taylor Heineke. And we will do that, too. We'll also talk, get his thoughts on Chase's return being put on pause. And certainly – there's been a lot of discussion, and I think because the Colts, the team they're playing this week, we know what that's all about. It was supposed to be the Carson Wentz return. It was supposed to be, you know, did, did um, Jim Mersey get it right with Carson, you know, by basically punting on him? Well, he's already punted on the replacement for Carson, Matt Ryan, and now they're doing the Sam Ellinger thing, and it's not a terrible idea. It's actually a really smart idea. Uh, what the Colts are doing, and it's something Washington should be paying attention to very, very closely, right? I was thinking about this a lot the other day, and certainly we hit some of this on Monday with my friend Richard Walker when he was in here about, well, you really don't want to hit that 70% threshold if you can get away with it with snaps for, for you know Carson Wentz, even if you put him back on the field, right? Uh, because... You know, you don't want to give him a second round, even if you think he is part of your future, right? Like, if you're thinking to yourself, hey, you know what, six games wasn't enough. We just didn't get there. He didn't know all the playbook. You know, Scott and him, they need more time together. You know, like, he's had a lot of time, obviously, with Taylor Heineke, going dating all the way back to, to Minnesota. So, not surprising that, that he and Taylor, it's a better operation, even though Taylor may not have all the skill set that Carson has that, uh, you know, wowed them with Carson. So, I could see them talking themselves into that. I could see it. I don't believe it, but hey, they might, and that's all that matters. It didn't really matter what I think, but that's that's kind of the way it may go. And it, you know, Robert Ron Rivera has mentioned this that he can't think about these things, but you have to. <laughs> you absolutely have to think about these things. 
I'll tell you who's probably thinking about these things in the organization. I'm going to say a name that really, you know, makes a lot of our fans shudder. But I bet Dan Snyder's thought about it. Do you think Dan Snyder wants to give up a better draft pick to Jim Irsay or a lesser draft pick to Jim Irsay? Let's just look at it that way. Do you think Dan Snyder wants to help Jim Irsay or not? Just think about that for a minute. <laughs> I mean, really. As, is that is going to really, by the way, be the number one story this week? It's not going to be the Carson Wentz revenge game because Carson's not available, obviously. Uh, you know, Would have been wild, by the way, had Carson been available and the Colts benched Matt Ryan to play Nick Foles for a week. Now, you want to talk about the ultimate head game. Uh, that would have been wild, but that didn't happen. Anyway, Carson's not available. We know that. Apparently, Matt Ryan isn't either. So they want to get a look at Sam Ellinger. But seriously, from the angle of, as an organization, do you think they want to do anything you know, solid for the folks in Indianapolis? My guess is probably not, based on some of the things that have happened over the last few weeks. Not that they should have wanted to in the first place, but I would say probably not. There's a lot of reasons why they shouldn't want to. Number one, especially if you don't think he's the guy, right? Then don't make it worse. You know, it's already eaten up $28 million of your cap this year. You've already given up the draft stock already. Why give up more of it? Uh, you know, that's not good. And certainly, you know, going forward, <clears throat> excuse me, beyond this season, you know, if you're looking at a next year, like where you're going to be, uh, at some point you've you know you've come to the realization probably that hey you know uh, we still really haven't had to figure this quarterback thing out, so we probably need to get the rookie on the field at some point, whether that's tacked on to the end of the season when the games might not mean anything, or if you know they start <clears throat> you know slipping away here um, with Taylor. Of course, there's the other part of it is they could go on a roll here with Taylor and play themselves back in it, potentially, or close to being back in it. And then you just stay on that course as long as you can. But at some point, <clears throat> you've got to, you're going to have to deal with this. Whether it's three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, whenever they say, you know, he's physically well enough to play again, and you're going to really ask yourself, is it going to help our situation? And more importantly, beyond this season, is this really the route we want to go? And it's still a big chunk next year. I know it dips down in terms of money, but you know, and I guess that's the other possibility here. If player would be willing to do it, if you wanted to give it another try with Carson, you would then ask him to renegotiate or try to renegotiate, maybe give him some guaranteed money and lower the cap figure, but also put yourself in a position where you're not on the hook for big dollars in future years. So you can still get out of the business, if you will, as we've been calling it. As we've been saying this from day one, well, you can get out of the Carson Wentz business after year one. That was like the the big bright light, like the the you know the, the, the shiny penny uh, in the trade was well, you can get out of the Carson Wentz business after one year. And that's that was like what everybody said. It was like the positive outlook on this on this entire deal. <laughs> you can't get him to be at his best. Well, at least you can get out of it after one year. Um, I did see something at rather terrifying just a few moments ago on my uh, Twitter feed, which is Sadiq Charles isn't practicing and Trey Turner's in his spot. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Are you trying to get Heineke killed now? <laughs> They're just trying to even the playing field. Oh, man. I mean, I know Heineke's mobile, but is he that mobile? <laughs> Jeez. I mean, what's wrong with Wes Martin? I mean, really? I mean, Chris Paul. I mean, anybody. I don't need to see Trey Turner ever again. I'm sorry. 
Oh, boy. This feels like Thomas Davis, right? I mean, Trey Turner feels like Thomas Davis from, uh, was that year or two years ago? I don't remember anymore. I'm trying to forget. Really does. I don't know. I mean, again, he was not healthy. Maybe he is now. I mean, maybe he won't be on skates if he has to play on Sunday. But I don't know if I would um, bet my salary on it. I don't think I would. Probably not because I don't have one. All right, coming up, let's get to this. There is, um, yeah, I mean, look, it's another fresh week. There's got to be a fresh Dan Snyder story. Uh, And there is. uh, Albert Breer uh, from SI.com. With some sobering news for some uh, Commanders fans uh, looking for a big-time change here. We'll get to that coming up. Uh, Scott Jackson with you in here on Burgundy and Gold today. It's the Team 980 streaming live on the free Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. It is Burgundy Gold today. Scott Jackson here with you. Team 980 streaming live on the free Odyssey app. You can always tweet me up at Jackson Sports. We will uh, talk to Scott Abraham at the bottom of the hour, get his thoughts on these. Is it a lo- is it a setback with Chase Young? Is it just a precautionary measure? I mean, for whatever it's worth, it is you know a wet field today. It's like rainy. It's like misty. I mean, I suppose that could. I don't know. But they do say he wants to go see another doctor. So, I, you know, okay. We'll see. Um, real quick, not practicing. Uh, Sadiq Charles, we mentioned before. Cole Holcomb. Uh, Cole Turner, who's in concussion protocol. William Jackson III, who's got a <coughs> back problem. Um, Jahan Dotson, who's got a hamstring, is still not practicing today. We saw him at that – really, the video showed last week he had a setback, right? Logan Thomas is practicing. And, again, this is all – through the media, what they're seeing. Again, you could practice in the warm-ups and then be on the side after they leave. Uh, oh, yeah, Diami Brown is also practicing. This according to uh, John Kime. And let's see, who else, who else, who else? Cole Holcomb is not on the side field either, according to uh, Matthew Paris of the Washington Times. So, hmm. 
Huh. Interesting. That's not good. That's not good if he's on the side field either. He's not being seen. I don't know. That's interesting. All right. Because, I mean, they have, like, no linebacker. I think we're all well aware that linebacker depth is bad. And they've um, <laughs> and they've obviously not addressed that at all. But they did try out three defense alignment yesterday. Okay, so now we see Nikki Jabal just tweeted out that Carson Wentz jogged on the field wearing a brace in his right hand. <laughs> I thought he wasn't supposed to come back till Friday. Then he saw the game. He's like, I better get back there now. <laughs> Oh, boy. All right. Carson to the rescue. All right. So let's get to Albert Breer's story. Uh, It was from – it was kind of buried in – he does basically what Peter King used to do for SI.com, which is write a very lengthy column, sometimes with some facts, sometimes with some opinion, and a lot of stuff. But one of his um, points this week – This is from talking to other owners that there is, and here's how it starts, and I'll read verbatim what Albert Breer wrote. There is a fear among a certain corner of NFL owners that things are setting up for commander's owner Dan Snyder to come out of this mess in possession of his team. And here's how they fear it will go down. The NFL investigator, Mary Jo White, will have inconclusive findings on the charge that Snyder was hiding ticket revenue, which will then allow the league to tie that to the fact that the workplace culture in Washington has improved and effectively moved the goalposts, letting the commander's owner off the hook. The fear is founded in part of an old-school, new-school split that seems to be emerging inside ownership ranks. Now, this is the interesting part to me, and I'll explain why it's interesting to me. Maybe I'm the dummy here. Who knows? The older school group, led by families who have had their teams for decades, are more concerned with the light under which this puts the larger group and the damage that Snyder's done to the league's image in general. The newer school group, made up of more recent additions to the club, are more myopic about the topic and concerned with the fallout looming if, they're, if they try to remove Snyder as the owner. So it's the old school people that actually want him out. See, I kind of thought it might be the other way around. I kind of thought the old school guys are the ones who had, you know, where all the bodies were buried and were worried about it. I thought the new school guys would be the ones who'd be like, no, 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 this is bad for business. We know what the world's all about. Now you can't have these kind of accusations and there's so much of it. There's just so many of these little brush fires. You know, we, we just can't have it. But no, it's actually the other way around. The older people are like, get them out. The younger people are not, at least according to Albert Breer. Anyway, the concern as I see it, is threefold for those against removing Snyder. This is, again, Albert Breer, SI.com. First, there's the fear of precedent of voting him out, one would set. And that could mean for owners in the future, even in the case of past transgression. Second, there's inevitability that such a move would lead to an enormous legal fight with a notorious litigious Snyder. Finally, there's the half-glasses dynamic that ESPN detailed in expose into the situation a week and a half ago. All this makes White a pivotal figure. Colts owner Jim Ursay's impassioned plea to his peers to consider writing, uh, the group, ridding the group of Snyder came uh, a couple hours before the late afternoon owners' meeting, owners-only privilege session Tuesday at the league's fall meeting. There was, with Ursay's words on the record, Commissioner Roger Goodell told the owners it would be best for everyone to remain quiet on the subject until White's report was completed. But that didn't stop some owners from talking in small groups among themselves during breaks and in corners of the hotel about the future of the commanders. And it didn't slow the fear that in the end the league is going to give Snyder a path uh, to slither out of all this. And again, that's Albert Breer, SI.com, his what would now be Monday column. So there you go. 
I, I can't say any of that shocks me except for the split on the owners. I thought it would be the old school owners that were supportive more so than the new school, but it's the other way around. Anyway, that's the only thing that surprised me about it. Yes, I mean, the Mary Jo White report has to have some teeth because clearly Roger Goodell and the owners, well, I don't know if the owners actually ever saw it, uh, were unmoved by, you know, the Wilkinson report, you know, to do anything. And really not much has changed. And, and it's going to be very difficult for Mary Jo White to, I think, put all this stuff on paper um, because it's, some of it is from many years ago. And, you know, you do have this situation where you also have the Congressional Committee. Now you have D.C. obviously moving forward, uh, looking into the ticket stuff as well. So, I mean, there are other areas of concern. And, and the bigger concern, which Albert did not touch on here, that was mentioned in the ESPN report, which I think is true. And it's kind of sad when you think about it because that's all that really these guys care about. And this is where Jim Irsay is kind of funny when he's like, we got to stand for something and everybody thinks we're all the same. But you hear these kind of things and you go, yeah, you all are the same because this is what you're thinking, which is he's bad for business. And that's true. I mean, there, you can't deny it's been bad for business. Hey, uh, you know, see FedEx Field this past weekend. Homecoming weekend. Packer takeover. You know, you know, other weekends. We get it. I mean, you can't get a stadium deal done. I mean, that was the, you know, remember when he was like on double secret probation with the league, his whole thing was, no, 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 he's stepping away. It's his choice, okay? It's his choice, and he's going to work on the stadium. (laughs) Great job. Great job. You've gotten, you've actually gone backwards on that front. I mean, you've gone backwards there. So, you know, that's what they really care about. I mean, because again, Tennessee, I didn't even know they were trying to get a stadium. I thought they already had built one, and now they're building another one. The Bills, and they move heaven and earth in the state of New York for the Bills. I had to make sure that they were getting one done. So, and, and again, how many other owners have three municipalities to play against one another? I can give you the quick answer, zero. And it's gone backwards. I mean, that's the most damning thing beyond, you know, the workplace stuff and perhaps illegal activity and all this other, you know, these, these allegations with the ticket skimming and what have you. That's the most damning in the owners' minds is – well, crap, he can't even get a stadium done. That hurts us. It hurts our bottom line. So that's just interesting. And, and you can go to back to my point from weeks ago with all this stuff, and it, it started really simmering again and going, aha, you know, they're going to get him. I said, do you understand what that means, right? If they, quote, get him, and he actually has to sell the team. Like, what is the worst thing that happens to him? Oh, he gets 5 to $6 billion, maybe 7 I don't know what the hell the amount will be. So, you know, clears about, you know, billions of dollars in a sale. Is that losing? Is that really losing? But to him, it would be certainly tough. This is a childhood team, team he loved and wants to keep for his kids. But, I mean, do they really lose in the end? Does he really lose in the end if that were to happen? No, of course not. Of course not. But anyway, I'll again, as a position on this from the jump has been, I'll believe it when I see it. A lot of tough talk, a lot of, a lot of you know, we're going to do this, we've got to stand for this kind of stuff. And then when a push comes to shove, they don't. They don't do anything. You know? That's a, that's the a tough part. Um, Commander Parade Planner says, if Snyder gets a pass, fans aren't going to come back. Fans will continue to lobby against a Snyder Dome. Yeah, I mean, that's the other re- – I mean, again, that's what goes back to the stadium and the damage and all that. I agree. Um, that would be great, right? But does it move anyone? I mean, you would think it does at some point. 
you would think some of these smart-thinking fellas would figure that out. But again, you still have to figure a way to move him, move him out. I mean, you know, look, yeah, he could sue, but I think the NFL has more money than he does. <laughs> Remember, he's on his own now. He doesn't have partners anymore. Um, are they as liquid as they used to be? I hear that all the time, questions about that. And there's some, you know, there's some things that have happened over the last couple seasons to make you wonder about that. I wonder, you know, how different they have handled free agency. Is that just a Ron Rivera decision, or is that partially owner decision? I don't know. It's hard to say. But it seems like they don't quite do things the way they used to. Many of you pointed out, you know, some of the cutting of corners of the stadium that we hear about all the time and, and other things as well, which are all interesting points. All right. So that was Albert Breer on this thing. Again, I, they got to get this, you know, Mary Jo White, when will this thing ever come out? Who the heck knows? I mean, I think uh, the lawyer for Dan Snyder last week said they haven't even been interviewed. Now, will they interview him? I have no idea, but I, you'd think they would have to at some point to at least – you know, have a little balance into what you're doing. But if that hasn't happened yet, you know, it doesn't feel like they're getting any closer to wrapping this thing up anytime in the near future. All right. Um, Scott Abraham is going to come on with us in a minute. We're going to uh, get to what is exactly going on with the uh, Chase Young setback, or is it cautiousness, whatever it may be. That's what we'd like to see, uh, what figure out. Um, maybe we'll get some answers when Jack Del Rio addresses the team today because Ron Rivera is not with the team today, tending to uh, a personal issue with his mother back in California. So we will uh, hear from the head coach or the associate head coach and defensive coordinator, who, by the way, his unit has played very well over these last several weeks. He's played very well. Huge improvement defensively. I mean, the third down defense this year has been incredible. Uh, we talked a lot about going into the season. If they could just fix the third down defense, I mean, that's so many more wins in the schedule. But, you know, then the offense went in the crapper. So maybe, you know, now you, get, you, you plug one hole in the dam and then another one pops, right? So we'll get to all that coming up. Uh, Scott Abraham joins us straight ahead. It's Burgundy and Gold today. Scott Jackson with you here. It is the Team Not Any Streaming Live on the Free Odyssey app. All right, back here at Burgundy Gold today. Scott Jackson with you. Our pleasure right now via the BetQL guest hotline. Bet smarter, beat the books. Download the BetQL app today. It is our friend Scott Abraham, ABC7. Good enough to give us some time uh, as he is uh, out checking out the commanders today. What's going on, Scott? Hey, buddy. How are you? Good. How you been? Uh, rainy day in Ashburn, but we are out here nonetheless getting ready for the Colts. Uh, no doubt. Uh, what do you make of the uh, late breaking news about uh, them putting Chase Young's, you know, window opening, twenty one day clock on pause? I mean, it's hard to kind of not imagine there had to have been a setback from <laughs> what July to where we are now. Last week in October, um, you know, the expectation was, oh, maybe it'll be four weeks. They'll come back week five, but uh, the time frame just keeps getting longer and longer. Um, you know, I. He's doing. He's on the side right now, doing some drills, pushing the sled, running up the hill. Um, but again, you know, football shape, game shape is totally different than 
practice shape and rehab shape. So they're probably being extra cautious, uh, you know, according to a couple of reports that he has to meet with the doctor one more time, and uh, then they'll go from there. But I know fans are frustrated because, again, he's been injured for basically a whole year now and uh, no really end in sight per se. Uh, I'll believe it when we see him on Sundays lining up uh, trying to sack the quarterback. Well, the fact that he's out doing anything is good because if it was a real, real Correct. setback like slipped in the shower John Wall setback, I mean, he wouldn't be doing anything right now. So uh, that part of it. But, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying yeah. from the original time oh, yeah, frame yeah, of yeah. Right, from right. July to where right. we are, you know, sure. supposed to be maybe four weeks and, you know, it could be week 10 now. Yeah, although I think it would line up if it, if it goes, is week 10 the Philly game or is that after the Philly game? Oh, what are we at? Week eight right now? Yeah, yeah. So it would be the Philly game. So if it is a Philly okay, game, I well, think that's about you got, a year. You got Minnesota. You yeah. got Minnesota and Philly. Yeah, I yeah. think that's about a year, though. I think that actually makes more sense, to be honest with you, uh, from where yeah, we were. I mean, he, he, went, he went down, what, midway through last year? Um, you know, AC. It, it, it all depends on the player, right? Because yeah. some, some guys come back from ACL injuries very quickly. I know his was a little more advanced because you had. Uh, the graft, and then I think he, I think he actually tore the, maybe the meniscus too, if I yeah. if I recall. Um, the PCL, so it was kind I of a, a dual. Yeah. Th- yes, so a little more into surgery uh, he went through. So uh, again, I guess you just got to be patient. The defense is playing well, uh, even without him. They're they're building and building. Certainly since uh, the first couple of weeks, uh, kudos to Jack Del Rio and that staff and the players for uh, buckling down and, and getting things right. And now they face an. Indianapolis quarterback that's never started an NFL game before. Yeah, I mean, if he underwent surgery, I'm just finally finding it here, the 27th of November. So, you know, again, not everybody's Adrian Peterson, you know. I mean, yep. that's, that's not yep. the craziest thing in the world. Uh, if he's – and actually, if he's in the Eagles game, he's way ahead of the surgery date. That's of the injury date. So, uh, that would be uh, yeah. that'd, that'd be interesting. I mean, look, their defense is playing really well. I mean, you know, if there is an area where they can afford to take their time, if he was an offensive guard, I would really be freaked out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, the defense is has played extremely well the last couple of weeks. I mean, what they did to the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, holding him under 200 yards passing, the Packers running for less than 40 yards, 0 for 6 on third downs. Sure. It was their best game of the season uh, as a team against the Packers. Got a little momentum, a little confidence, you know, from 1-4 and four to 3-4. and four. The season is not lost. The sky is not falling. There is hope. There is optimism again here in Ashburn, my friend. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I don't know if we'll get a ton of information since Jack Del Rio is the man in charge today, but we'll see. Yep. It, it should be interesting. Scott Abraham is with us from ABC7 via the BetQL guest hotline, uh, joining us talking from commander's practice. All right, the Taylor Heineke experience, as uh, you and Ben Standing dubbed it after the game uh, the other night, which is a great way to put it. We've, we've called, you know, we said that about Carson Wentz. Or it's a different ride, but, you know, it's got a similar same, ups same, and same amusement, Yeah, same amusement park, different ride. That's what it is. Yeah, same amusement park, different yep. ride. Okay, that's what you guys called it, which is great. Yep. Uh, I love that because it's true. There's different moments to it, and, you know, you get your thrills and what have you. Although the players seem to love the ride <laughs> with Taylor Heineke a lot more. And I know there's more history there. I know there's more to it. There's more layers to it. This guy came in late in 2020 off of his sister's couch and, you know, immediately was the best quarterback on the team at that time, which also didn't say a whole lot about their quarterback room. But you get my point. 
And maybe that's why, but man, you you know, the picture of him and John Allen, this the excitement you saw it and you yeah. saw it up close in the locker room. I mean, can can you kind of it's hard to quant that doesn't show up on the PFF or you know, grades every week. They love playing behind Taylor Heineke. He's just like any Joe Clark off the street, underdog story, uh, a guy that doesn't necessarily look like an NFL quarterback, but he has the heart. He has the uh, – he's a gamer, and he he will always, you know, give it his all on the field. Yes, there could be some head-scratching moments, a pick six, fumbling, a going back for a touchdown penalty. Okay, oh, we're okay again. But he has those moments where he's like, no, Taylor, no, Taylor. Then there's other moments like, did he just do that? Did, did Taylor just do that? Extending plays, the mobility. Look, I mean, he's probably an offensive lineman's best friend because – of the fact that he can extend plays, roll them out. Um, he doesn't take sacks. He had one sack against Green Bay. You know what that's been like all year. It's been a narrative of how, unfortunately, Carson Wentz has been sacked quite a bit because uh, he holds on to the football a little longer and the, and the line can't give him more than three seconds to throw the football. So in terms of this locker room uh, rallying behind Taylor, it is what it is because the fact is there's an energy, there's an excitement uh, that just, goes all over the locker room and Taylor's in control. Nothing against Carson Wentz. There is some history, as you mentioned, with, with Taylor at this facility, with this franchise, and uh, they, they play for each other. Yeah, no doubt. Um, the, the Colts did something interesting yesterday. They basically admitted that, you know, this Matt Ryan thing's not working and it's not going to work uh, because we didn't do a good enough job building up the lines. And, you know, they're being nice. I mean, and there's also money uh, that they don't want to have to be on the hook for if he were to get injured. I'm sure as well it had something to do with this, and perhaps Jim Irsay had a lot to do with this. <laughs> and he also had a lot to do with, you know, Car- Carson Wentz being here right now. Do you, do you think the commanders, though, need to kind of look at that approach as we get a, f- a little bit closer to what could be a potential Carson Wentz return when you start talking about maybe having to forfeit your, you know, second-round pick for next year's uh, draft to the, to the Colts? I think there's going to be a lot of factors that come into play when Carson is able to return. What is the record? How is Taylor Heineke playing? Um, if there is, you know, let's just say Washington continues to win and, you know, all of a sudden they're fighting for a wild card spot. I don't think you can go back to Carson Wentz. I think you have to continue with the momentum and the confidence that Taylor Heineke has brought. Uh, like, if they're struggling and, you know, they lose three or four games in a row, then do you put in Sam Howell? Do you go back to Carson Wentz? That's that's something you kind of have to weigh. But obviously when Carson Wentz was in there, the team only had, you know, one or two wins. Uh, they, obviously the Bears game counts for, for Carson Wentz. So I think it's a factor, a second-round pick versus a third-round pick. That's a pretty big difference there, mm-hmm. Scott. So uh, something they're going to have to weigh and take into consideration because if the season is lost come – you know, week thirteen, week fourteen. Yeah, you're gonna. I think you're gonna play Sam Howell. You know, just to see what he looks like. But if they're winning, if they're you know right around the five hundred mark, it's gonna be tough to go back to Carson. Um, but again, he's making twenty eight million dollars, so definitely that that little clause in the contract that's something to monitor. And no doubt in my mind that you know, obviously the front office and the coaching staff they know what's going on. So there'll be some decisions made when the time comes. Let me ask you this, this gut gut feeling. Do you think Dan Snyder would like to give Jim Irsay more or less in the draft? Oh, come on now. I mean, that, that's, 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 as, as you chuckle. Uh, yeah, 
I don't think they're best buddies. I don't think they're going to go to uh, have a steak dinner anytime soon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I will be curious if Dan Snyder does show his face in Indianapolis and and and, and come into the public eye like he did in Dallas, uh, given the fact what Jim Irsay said about him a couple of weeks ago where there might be merit to oust him as owner of the Washington Commanders. Uh, that's something to see on Sunday. But But again, yeah, I don't think, you know, any more ammunition to Indianapolis uh, would be something Dan Snyder would want to give to Indy. But, again, it all depends on wins and losses in this league. And if they're in position to make the playoffs and as a contender, when Carson's returns possible, then I think you're going to stick with Taylor and see what happens. Yeah, I just wonder part of them – you know, part of the brain trust, if you will, over there is like, you know, six games just isn't enough to, to know with Carson. But at the same time, I, th- I think you do understand this. I mean, even his, quote, best game, I, I don't know if you could really rationalize spending $26 million on that next year. It, it, they're, they're in quite the con- quandary because what's going to happen next year? It's going to be the same thing all over again, Scott. Yes, saying, like, yeah. if Car- Carson's not the answer, they can cut bait. Uh, no, no penalty, no money. You know, okay, it's a clean breakup. If Carson's not the answer, you're back to square one again. So I think there's probably a thought in that building where they're kind of hoping or hopeful that Carson can come back and, and maybe he goes on a run to prove that, yeah, we were right and it was a proper investment and it was a smart investment. He's our guy for the future. But, gosh, I mean, I think we've seen, you know, a relatively small sample size. We, we've seen what Carson Wentz can bring to this team, can bring to this franchise, and it just hasn't worked out, I, I would say. Wouldn't, wouldn't you? I mean, wouldn't you say no, what, two and four with, with Carson? Right. No, I, I think they could be fine by just, just keeping him on the sidelines the rest of the season. Maybe you could give him a few starts if you really felt like you, you had to do that, I suppose. But, no, I mean, look, I think you know what he is. A lot of the things that have been said other places – about the on the field play, I'm not even. I don't the locker room stuff. I think he's been great from everything that I've seen, but he's just he's just not yep. Taylor Heineke. There's nothing he can do about that. But I I don't you know that he won't take the layups. He doesn't see the field great anymore. Doesn't move well. Uh, obviously away from the rush these days. Prior to all these surgeries that he's had, so all those things have added up, and I, and I think it's true. And I think he's a little shell shocked. He, he was playing shell shocked, especially that Eagles game, and you, just, it. you can't have that. It's it's frustrating because this is just a, you know, I've said it numerous times, it's a vehicle stuck in mud, yep. and the tires are just rolling and rolling and rolling <laughs> yeah. with the quarterback position. Right. They just they can't figure it out. They can't find that next, you know, RG3, Kirk Cousins, they were, you know, flashes and gone. Um, when, when can Washington find their Josh Allen? When can Washington find their Patrick Mahomes? Until they do that, Scott, it's going to be like this. Seven wins, eight wins, nine wins. Yep. They're going to be middle-of-the-pack team until they find their Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and that's why I think you got to put your arms around 14 at some point this year and um, get them on no the doubt. field, you, get them on the field yeah. and hope that he really can show you what he was going into last year's college football season when people were saying, oh, this is a first-round player. You, you have to see. But, again, you, the factor is, are they out of the playoff race? Right. You're not going to throw them in if you know they're 500 and maybe for a wild card spot. I'm thinking last couple of weeks of the season, Scott. If, if they're out of the mix, most definitely you got to give Sam Howell some opportunities to see exactly what you have in terms of the evaluation process going into the off season. Off season what you're going to do at the most important position on the football field. 
You know, now, so I understand Carson Wentz is back today. Is that right? He ran out on the field. Is that true earlier? Yeah, so we were walk, we were walking up back the hill for the because uh, they closed off practice and sure. Carson came running out with a with a brace on his hand. So uh, he's out there and obviously kind of monitoring and then helping out the best way he can. Gotcha. All right. Well, Scott, uh, always good to talk to you and uh, see you on television. Are you, I'm, you're, I'm assuming you're working tonight. Yeah. So yeah, I'll be working tonight. I'll do the stuff here in Commander's locker room press conferences and then race back to good old Roslyn and be in the studio and give you the best commander's report possible. Very good. Very good. Scott Abraham, always good talking to you, buddy, and uh, have a good day. Enjoy it out there. All right, Scott. See you, man. All right. At Scott, seven news on Twitter. Scott Abraham, good enough to join us here on the uh, Team 98 streaming live in the free Odyssey app. So Carson Wentz, and back a little early from California after the surgery. After stealing Taylor <laughs> Got to get back quick. By the way, the biggest news today has absolutely nothing to do with the Commanders. The biggest news, perhaps, of the year in D.C. sports, which also may tell you kind of how D.C. sports has been this year, uh, happened today. And and obviously I'm being facetious because Juan Soto was traded this year. But anyway, Gilbert Arenas being invited back to Capital One Arena or what was known as, you know, the Verizon Center and the MCI Center when he was there back in the good old days. Um, It's huge. It's huge. I believe hell will freeze over is something that someone told me so soon with the team a few years ago <laughs> when I said when Gilbert would be allowed to be back in the arena. I'm pumped about that. The big three, him and Karan Butler and Antoine Jameson. But they're going to have it on the 18th of November. I kind of feel like they're doing – it's not quite as bad as, like, the last-minute nature of the Sean uh, Taylor celebration from last year, but that doesn't give a lot of people a lot of time. It's three weeks. I would have liked to know preseason. I took a job that night, damn it. I'd have liked it gone. Anyway, oh, very frustrating. All right, we'll get back to the tweets. Uh, you can hit me up there at Jackson Sports. We'll uh, also get uh, the phone call set up for the top of the hour uh, here on Burgundy and Gold today. I uh, want to talk about this Wentz decision the team has. also want to get into the concerns for Chase Young. If there is Now, the fact that he's out there practicing today or you know, or rehabbing, excuse me, on the side field, and doing his normal routine is, is certainly positive. I don't think there's – I think that means there isn't anything recently that has happened that has worried them. But they are continuing to take the rather safe than sorry approach, which I'm fine with because, again, speaking of Arenas, another guy they rushed back or rushed himself back, I should say, by not doing rehab the right way. And of course, we all lived through RG3 in 2013, all in for week one and all that other garbage. You know, so that – you know, it's okay, you know. Again, he, was, he had surgery that was deemed successful at the time 11 months ago, or about 11 months ago, on the 27th. So if he were to get on the field in Philly, if that's the week, if it's Philly, then that's still you know less than a year from surgery. So not everybody could be Adrian Peterson. It should be repeat, that should be put on walls around facilities in the NFL. They're all sports. Not everybody's Adrian Peterson. Anyway. Coming up, we'll uh, get to some more Commanders issues as they get ready for the Colts. Sam Ellinger, what will we get from him? We'll get to that coming up at 2.30. We're going to talk to Kevin Bowen, who does a show in Indianapolis, uh, 107.5 The Fan in Indy. He'll give us his thoughts on why the move now and what the Colts hope to be getting out of their backup quarterback. Uh, get to it straight ahead. It's Burgundy Gold today. Scott Jackson with you here, Team 90 streaming live on the free Odyssey app.
All right, Scott Jackson with you here. Burgundy Gold today on the Team Nighting, streaming live on the free Odyssey app. Jack Del Rio is the man in charge of the Commanders today as Ron Rivera is away from the team. Uh, apparently a uh, family issue with his mother out on the West Coast, so we will hear at some point today, perhaps before we get off the air, uh, from Jack Del Rio, what he has to say. I, I wouldn't suspect there'll be much of a update on Chase Young uh, at this point, but maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised. Who knows? Maybe Jack will be in a real chatty mood. Yeah, I doubt it. But anyway, so Chase Young, again, they're not starting the clock quite yet as they had anticipated this week, and he's going to get one more doctor visit before him, but was doing stuff on the side, which is significant. It wasn't like he was hiding. He wasn't in the training room. So uh, clearly um, he didn't have any kind of recent setback in that regard. So I think that is uh, something to keep in mind when we look at this thing. All right, let's get to this. The commander's defense – um, we discussed it a lot. You know, could they get better this year? And is the strangest thing about them right now, number one, is they are tied for fewest takeaways in the league with the Raiders, who have actually played one less game than them with four. So they really have the least takeaways. And by the way, they really only have two as a defense because two of their takeaways come from the special teams. Yet they have played solid football lately. And you could even argue when they had their issues giving up big plays earlier this year, they still kept themselves in the fight. I mean, do keep in mind the Jacksonville game, the Jaguars got two short field touchdowns off of Wentz picks. You also had a pick six this past weekend, obviously, by Taylor Heineke. You've also had the Detroit game, even though they gave up chunk plays, they kept the Lions out of the end zone on multiple occasions in that game until the safety was the first points of the game. And then the big return on um, the free kick set up the next or the first touchdown of that game. They're Third down defense has been terrific this year. They were the second worst third down defensive team in the NFL last year. Teams were converting at 48.5%. Now they're the second best third down defense in the NFL, 26.8%. Certainly you could say, well, hey, they played some sucky quarterbacks this year, Scott. They didn't play these superstar quarterbacks like they did last year. Uh, that's some truth to that, no doubt. However, to quote Stephen A. Smith, you know, they they did have Jalen Hurts in the schedule. They did have uh, Aaron Rodgers in the schedule. Went over on third down. And I know that's not all his fault. None of it's Aaron's fault. Just ask Aaron. None of it's Aaron's fault. Just ask him. But anyway, they gave up a lot of rushing yards against the Bears. 238 in week six. But just 38 to the Packers. Now, part of that, too, keep in mind, the Packers game that we just had. Packers weren't on the field. They didn't have a ton of offensive plays. Also, the boy genius coach, you know, even though his two best players not named Aaron Rodgers happen to be his running backs, attempted a grand total of 12 rushing attempts in a game that they actually were in the lead for, what, through the first half. But the commander's offense, again, stayed on the field because they, after going, I think, 0 for their first four third downs, were able to stay on the football field, even though they weren't always scoring points, but they were on the field. Um which, you know, in turn keeps the other team off the field. Uh, Washington is tied for the most players with three or more sacks along with the Dallas Cowboys right now in the NFL. John Allen, Deron Payne, both at three and a half. Montez Sweat leads the commanders uh, with quarterback hits to go along with his uh, three sacks. He's 14 quarterback hits, which is fourth most in the NFL right now. So there has been improvement there, no question. Uh, There have been... Uh, some strides made. They got some tests coming up. You know, Sam Ellinger, yeah, he's an unknown. He's never thrown an NFL pass. You'd think, oh, advantage commanders, but keep in mind, he is a runner. 
This team hasn't always been the best at players that, you know, with dual threat players. See Justin Fields. See all those miserable games against Daniel Jones when he looks like freaking Michael Vick on this team. So keep that in mind as you move forward. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how well they can improve uh, on that front uh, as they continue to uh, move forward on the season. All right, 301-230-0980. want to set up calls coming to the next hour. We heard from Scott Abraham a little while ago. Carson Wentz has run out on the field. He's back with his cast in his hand. He obviously can't practice. But what is this team going to do? Not, not what you want him to do. Look, I think, I I think I'm pretty safe in saying many of you just don't want to see that. You don't need to see anymore. Uh, I think I'm safe in saying that because I think most of our fans from doing millions of shows this offseason never wanted him in the first place. And I don't think anything's really changed your mind there. Does it mean you think Taylor Heineke's Joe Burrow uh, or, you know, the second coming of Justin Herbert or something or even Jalen Hurts? But it just means that you just you don't need to see them give up a another pick, a higher pick, a second versus the third because that's what it would be if you played 70%. But what do you think the team's going to do? Do you kind of see this as maybe they look at Carson Wentz whenever he comes back, as much like the Cowboys did. They never had any question that they were going to sit Cooper Rush. You know, even if, you know, even if Taylor Heineke rolls, they're going to put Carson Wentz back on the field. Do you think that's more likely? Or do you really think that, no, they probably are going to go the Colts route and be like, no, this is it, man. We've seen enough. We good. Not going to do it. You know, six games was plenty for us. If anything, you know, if there's another quarterback change, it's going to be to Sam Howell. How do you think this thing is going to play out and how much of it is dependent and should it even be dependent on whether or not they're, quote, in the race? By the way, to get back in the race, you're going to really have to get on a heater and you're going to need some help. Because if you start looking at, like, the teams just in division that are in front of you uh, and the tiebreakers, this team's 0-2 so far, obviously, in division, it's going to be very tough to play themselves back into it, even if you can talk yourself into some of these, quote, winnable games. Get your thoughts on it. Plus, we'll hit you, get up to the tweets uh, at Jackson Sports there. 301-230-0980. Burgundy and gold today. Scott Jackson with you. It's a Team 90 streaming live on the free Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.